Hey guys, I'm Sam Athenis, the drummer for My Kid Brother. Uh, you're listening to Interview Under Fire. Here we go. <laughs> I'm in Texas, right? I should say that, Matthew Conaghy. I hope everyone out there is doing amazing and awesome out there as we near the end of summer here. Welcome back to another new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, here as always. And today, i like to welcome one hell of a talented drummer who is definitely making a name for himself and his band. Please welcome Sam Athenis. Bro, thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. I know it was the last one they changed up, but man, you know, here we are on an important yet exciting time of the year for you and the crew over at My Kid Brother with a drop of your highly anticipated debut album. Happy, yeah. mad, weird, sad. Say that five times really fast, right? It's set to drop here on <laughs> October 7th through Fearless. Uh, now, first things first, Sam, how are you, man? I know it's it's been a wild 2022, I feel like, for you all. Yeah. And two, yeah. I, I think the excitement of releasing an album, a debut album, nonetheless, after what we all went through these last two years, has to be really kicking in. I mean, have you had the chance? Take this moment, at least. Kind of just take the chance to take it all in. <laughs> uh, I have. I think, like, the eagerness of it getting out there has been tough so like it's this balancing act of we're all super super excited yeah but i'm also trying to not think about it because if i think about it too much then i'm just going to be frustrated that it's not like out out so um yeah we're just like really really eager for everybody to hear what we've been working on um so it's it's great there's no complaints but i we're, we're excited for the opportunity to get some more music out there for people to hear Hey, one more, well, less than a month away until it drops yeah. on Fearless Records. Yeah. I also want to congratulate you on the well does of recognition this has been getting so far. I mean, this album, top to bottom, I never use this word, but it is an absolute vibe. It really is. Shout out to the, <laughs> shout out to, uh, what is it? American Songwriter, Billboard, uh, uh, The Noise, Guitar World, Alternative Press, bro. To name a few who have been, you know, praising your music. There's just so much to unpack about this particular release, you know. And before we get to, all that beyond Sam, let's take a moment here. I know you guys are from uh, Leesburg, Virginia. For mm -hmm. for fans and listeners who don't already know, I, I want to go back to 2018, maybe even before that, because that was a significant time for you and the band because that entailed the formation yeah. of My Kid Brother alongside Christian, Dylan, Piano, and, and Richard. It, if you could briefly talk about that moment in your life when you knew that this is what you wanted to do, you know, because this all began before the pandemic of all things. I feel like everything has also went by at a blink at the same time. Yeah, it did. Yeah. So um, go ahead, man. <laughs> Loaded yeah, question. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it's crazy. So, I mean, the band kind of started in its origins back in 2015, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was you and Christian working together at a restaurant or something like that. Yeah, I remember we were working at a beach bar together in landlocked Leesburg, Virginia, um, believe it or not. But uh, it's a sandy bar. And uh, him and I kind of hit it off real quick and started talking about music and um, started playing just the two of us. We had some other members um, that really helped like shape the band in its early days. So yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of good relationships and people met throughout the years. Um, 
eventually it, it morphed into what it is now. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to think about it. It's weird because none of us were really like looking for anything. Like we were working at that bar and it was just kind of a, that's yeah, how it always like, works, right? You don't plan yeah, on it. It just happens. No, not at all. And like, honestly, I'd been in some bands before. I, we'd all been in bands before, but at least Christian and I were to the point where we thought that phase of our lives was over. And then um, we met each other and uh, we met Dylan and our first keyboard player, Lindsay, uh, first. And uh, Lindsay left the band, piano joined. Uh, had a like couple it, other bass players like she, had the, she had the perfect name for that role too it's like yeah <laughs> it's meant to it's, be <laughs> i think piano's from a different planet or something she's just not human but uh yeah it, it she's great um you, i think yeah, every the, every band needs someone like that you know for sure for sure <laughs> i think our, our band might have a couple people like that which is maybe why <laughs> that's that's uh, great our, our live shows are a little bit bonkers but um yeah i don't know it's crazy that the, the pandemic definitely like pump the brakes a little bit it was hard to kind of navigate through all that but um we just took the opportunity to write a ton and get some new material down work on our our uh live performance a bit just you know we all had time so we yeah. were all just playing a shitload of music and hanging out together so uh it wasn't the ideal way to spend two years but um we we put our nose to the grindstone and just kind of kept pushing knowing we'd get out again soon so yeah somehow we all age two years right every every time we yeah. say two years i'm like wait two years two years yeah okay 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 and all of a sudden it's 2022 uh bro i, I want to ask about you know kind of touch base on uh stick on the subject of you know the formation of the band i wonder what the music scene is like in leesburg you know it's not just not not anyone just comes out of leesburg and makes a name for themselves what, what was the music yeah. scene like and also what were you listening to at the time when my kid brother formed, I wonder if it's something like Ooh. out of the box. I was just like, I, yeah, this is, this is a time machine. Now, now we need the wings, right? <laughs> yeah, big time. Uh, music scene around here has always been surprisingly good. I mean, it's a small town, but like we're so close to DC um, that there's still a, a really like vibrant music scene around. Um, mm. Even right now, there are a couple a handful of bands that are doing like some really cool stuff um, out of here. Um, so we're, we're lucky to live in an, in an area where uh, there, there is a good amount of people that are looking for like real um, original music. There's a ton of like cover bars too, which are always fun. Who doesn't love going yeah, and listen to a band play? Like um, there's a healthy community of uh, venues looking for original music and, all the bands in this area are so supportive of each other. And I don't know, like we hear scary stories from like other touring bands about like, Oh, like back in our hometown, like yeah. very cutthroat and like bands are trying to push each other down to push themselves up. And it's really not like that here. Um, so very fortunate there. Um, especially at a time like today, I feel, you know, supporting each other goes, goes a long way, especially when it comes to bands, you know, yeah, um, I think every band should be supporting each other. That's the way it should be. But yeah, that's a like I, I guess world. I can see like why like the capitalistic like competitive nature. But like mm -hmm. it's music, it's art. It's not it's not supposed to be. If if you're feeling that sort of like competitive like 
I got to knock these people down so I can rise up, then you're probably doing it wrong. I'll just put it that way. But yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what were we listening to when we formed? Was that yeah. the. Yeah. <laughs> you may be still listening to them. I don't know. I, I always wonder about that. Definitely. I mean, what comes to mind, I know like Christian introduced me to a ton of music. Um, I can't sing that guy's praises enough. Uh, genuinely kind human being and uh, opened my eyes to some music that I didn't really know about and kind of pushed my listening mind into different areas. But uh, bear with me because back then, I know they're a huge band now. So if I say yeah. I hadn't them then it might sound like i'm dumb but uh tame impala at the time in like 2014 2015 like it was a little bit niche um so he opened me up to that uh who else we were listening to like a lot of like edward sharp and the magnetic zeros oh wow wow Um, okay who's that kind of kind of of all over the place it's oh definitely all over the place a lot of classics too, um, like classic classic rock, uh, like Fog Hat, and I don't know whatever else. But um, <laughs> that's like really yeah, classic, yeah. Okay, yeah, we're kind of all over covering the place. all three, covering as many decades as you can. <laughs> and <laughs> when then we were kinda... first like dicking yeah, around and uh, playing music, we were like covering like Queens of the Stone Age and Weezer and Muse and like some of those guys. Uh, we're all pretty heavily influenced by like modest mouse cage the elephant um big Man. portugal and fans See, uh, portugal yeah portugal demand actually will be at riot fest which by the way i'll be, uh, I'll be covering nice. uh, this weekend but uh, uh, you listing all those bands as i'm thinking about that it makes sense as i was listening to this new album it 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 really shows the uh how impressive your catalog is where you come from and you kind of just incorporated Thanks. all those influences into this album bro um, that's that's pretty amazing. I feel like we could go on that. We need to put like a separate episode where we were just listing about all our influences because that that's cool. I love that you were covering like so like a huge time span, <laughs> and <laughs> it's like where do I even start? Like we're gonna it cover gets, all these bands. It yeah. gets wilder too because when you start taking in like um, Dylan was a little bit more like hardcore metal influenced. Um, Richard a little bit more like blues and bluegrass and pop. Piano wow. listens to all the weirdest shit, like from Italian pop music, because she she is Italian. Um, yeah, and anything that's synthy, like any synth heavy, whether it's older tracks or newer tracks, if it has like a big beefy synth tone to it, then piano's obsessed. Um, so yeah, you put together the five of us, and it's like a little bit of everything, and we that's do try and incorporate. It's a very like democratic writing process, so. It's chaos. Um, I love it. Yeah. Slightly organized chaos. Slightly. And I, and I feel like one of the things that makes my kid brother my kid brother is the live music presence that you guys put on stage, you know? And I, I feel like this is an important topic too, because the live music experience for you personally, Sam, I know you guys just you guys finished up the tour with Angels and Airwaves and Mercy as well. You guys have mm-hmm. a tour with Dangerous Summer and Like Pacific coming up soon. I mean, mm-hmm. tell me about uh I mean obviously now they're coming up, but like the tour with Mercy, the tour with Angels and Airwaves. What's your biggest takeaway and, and this is important, the best food you've had so far on the road this year? <laughs> Ooh, man. Uh, 
biggest takeaway um like what are post pandemic audiences like have you noticed a difference was it kind of just picking up where things yeah. left off you know when things were pretty much taken away from us two years ago we couldn't go to these shows yeah i think that there is like a noticeable eagerness to get out um so uh i don't know it's hard to tell like because we haven't really released that much new music since the, the pandemic yeah since the ep yeah um but we noticed like more people at the shows that like knew our lyrics in cities that we'd never yeah. been to before isn't that and, cool like, <laughs> when you it, see some it's like what how do you know <laughs> that's easily the coolest feeling like it's it's awesome uh get like goosebumps just thinking about it but just to like these people have, they're not like our buddies you know we play in leesburg and it's like all the buddies come out and it's cool yeah. and, but like to have like an organic like this person doesn't know you they're not there just because they're your friend they're, they like like and appreciate what we've put out enough to like know the lyrics and shit like it's so humbling and just Ah, it's crazy. Wait till um, the new one drops, man. <laughs> oh my god. Well, we played a couple of the new tracks on that Mercy tour. Um and yeah, uh the feedback was really cool. People people seem like they like what we're doing. So And uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen the I don't know if you're a person who goes on YouTube and just goes look looks at the comments. Yeah, I'm a journalist, so 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 I do do that. So and I'm looking at it and everyone you've seen it. The fans are it's, it's a fresh new take on the indie indie genre and they're just saying i just discovered you guys from the mercy tour oh my god you guys are amazing i can't wait for new music like it's just one after the other i mean yeah it, it's it's, it's there's great. a bit of uh, humility thrown in there as well you know you, i think mean, you're and it seems like you guys are very humble people but man it's take notice bro this is a this is a good thing that you guys are on like and the debut re- you guys haven't even dropped your debut album yet and you guys are already doing uh, tours yeah. with band like Angels and Airwaves, who I listened to in high school, man. Right, That's, right. No, that was know? crazy. Like to be in the same room as Tom DeLonge, like that was Dylan's first poster on his wall when he was a kid. Was Tom and Blink. So like it's <laughs> it's crazy. But um, yeah, I think that was the biggest like standout thing was just people. People are coming out. Um, I think people are eager to get out of their house now that they're allowed to, and now that it's safe and. Mm-hmm. Um, or safer uh but yeah it, it was crazy and favorite food was that the second part <laughs> yeah <laughs> we eat a lot of taco bell uh, um taco bells dude taco bells the, that's, that's a lot that's that they're, they're legends man you have it's to true. Taco bell. <laughs> the frustrating thing is i consider myself a taco bell connoisseur and do you have a Taco Bell uh, shirt? Do you have like the merchandise at least? Do you have all yeah. I, you gotta get the merchandise or a tattoo or something? <laughs> Man, that's really tempting, actually. <laughs> I might get that'd be so there. great. <laughs> I, it'd be great. Uh but I was bummed because they were they brought back the Mexican pizza and then it ran out like two days later. And like dude, you have no listen when Mexican pizza dropped. I didn't know until my um uh, my my sister, by the way, shout out to Tanisha, mm-hmm. she's She's like the Taco Bell like connoisseur. Like it's insane. She has she has a Taco Bell shirt. All right. She'd be like, "Hey, Mexican pizza's back." In all caps. All yeah. I have the. Ta- oh wait, this is a new phone. It was on my <laughs> old phone. But I would and I went to Taco Bell. The line was like as yeah. it was so long. It was wrapped around and and I, I I mean I waited in line like an like an idiot like I was. But it dude, it's worth I, it. They were out and they've been out for months and don't even get me started. I'm still pissed off. 
Um, but it's all good. Let's get you your Mexican pizza, man. You got to get your Mexican yeah. pizza. Shout out to yes, Taco Bell. Our first yes. shout out. Also, shout out to shout out to your bandmates too, bro. Let's let's get to happy, mad, weird, sad. How about that? We talk about everything yeah. with the album, but yeah, man, this drops October seventh on Fearless Records. This is the debut album, mm-hmm. Fearless Records. Uh, let me mention them because uh, this makes you label mates alongside bands like I mentioned earlier. I prevail. Yeah. Here's the veil that rhymes. Uh, Star set, wage war until I wake. You know what's the feeling like kicking off this first chapter of the band with a revered label like Fearless, bro? It, it, you know it's it's crazy. Um, we I don't know when when we were first kind of getting the ball rolling as a band, um, like getting on a label wasn't a priority for us. We'd heard a lot of horror stories and seemed like a lot of bands were making it work without um which is still something bands do and works out for them but right. uh the difference with fearless is just like genuine real people like super family atmosphere like everybody that works with us from fearless is just like i don't know the word genuine just keeps flooding into my head because they're they're just so sincere and they want to help and like it's the coolest family atmosphere and you know feel is like part of concord everyone at concord has been super kind um the team over there um just really stood out and um made us excited to do a thing that we never thought we would do in signing to a label and um it feels good to be with all those other bands that we look up to and uh get to meet them sometimes and like that's really cool <laughs> damn <laughs> damn right it feels good bro you're the founder of this band i think it's it it, it it's is wild it, you have to mention that you know i feel like the last two years i've become more appreciative of a lot of things around me you know and mm-hmm. mentioning something like a band signing with fearless like yours it's these are things it's what it's life you know you have to celebrate yeah. these things in life and it's really important and I, I want to repeat that here. The debut album. I've been saying debut over and over. Before we get into this core of this groovy bang of a record, this is also a follow up to your 2020, 2021 self titled EP. I'm not sure exactly when it dropped, but it was somewhere in 20. there. Yeah. Okay. I want, 2020. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. It's yeah. like, God, everything is like, it's, we have to say everything we say now, we have to say, hey, it was that pre pandemic or, or right. technically right. still still in the pandemic we're like post pandemic it's it's yeah. like we have to yeah. say that now it's the life we're in i went back <laughs> and heard that record sam that record um you may want to finish your drink for this one cuz i'm going to i'm going to talk a lot about this beautifully composed creative songwriting i come from a family of musicians so it's a world we're, we're all musicians here so i i listen to those things you know the genre of alternative right i i feel like it has a I felt like it has a refined definition after hearing that EP. That EP, if I didn't hear Happy, Mad, Weird, Sad yet, if if you were to remove that from my memory, and if I just heard that EP from top to bottom, it felt like a sneak peek to the LP. It felt like a bridge. It felt like yeah. a taste of things to come. There's a reason yeah. why I mentioned what the other publications are saying about you guys. Not only was that a great EP, Sam, but Alternative Press, for example, uh, they mentioned... Y'all as y'all in Texas as one of the <laughs> 100 <laughs> artists that you need to know. There are a lot of artists in the world, but to have you guys on that list, I think you guys are ready for the next step. But here you are, you know, 
the label signing, the new album, new chapter for the band, like I mentioned. Did you sense any pressure, Sam, for you and the guys when you decided to sit down and write again for a new album or even just like a debut? Like the pressures and challenges of dropping a debut album like this. Did that maybe this is a question for Christian, but since you're the founder of the band, did something like that ever seep into your head? Oh, yeah. Uh, Christian and Piano, who are like the writers uh, for our band, like we all contribute, but like they that's their thing. Um, God, that like I don't even know how many months it was that they were writing, but I was genuinely worried. Like they looked rough because they were just burning the candle at both ends. Um, I mean, they were loving doing it and like uh, it came out great um, working with our producer, Eric Palmquist, who's a sweetheart and a mega talent. Um, Like the writing process with him and then them doing it on their own. Like, yeah, the pressure was uh, definitely there. I don't know if it was necessarily different that it was the debut i think that's just how we feel when it's like all right it's time like we want to put out another record like we yeah. we want to like it, we people want to hear more music let's give people more music and just do it um but just the pressure even if it was just a single to like get something out that like we're proud of and like it is meaningful because Christian, especially his, his lyricism is like um, something that's very important to our identity as a band. And it's all very personal and um, a bit cryptic. So it might not be like super clear what he's talking about, but like it, it is all very well thought out. So to get something that he's proud of putting out there that is representing this idea that he's trying to get across is like a ton of pressure. Um, my job's easy. I just hit things with sticks and it's cool, but like, God, yeah. The amount of pressure to actually like come up with these things from their, their birth is like a lot, but he does a great job and we're all very fortunate to be in a band with as many talented musicians as we have from Richard, Dylan, piano, Christian. They're all, they're all awesome. So uh, it's cool to be a part of it. I feel like pressure is a good thing. If he didn't have pressure, yeah. I, I I don't know if you care about your craft as much. You know, that that's kind of a good thing. You know, it shows that you want to keep building on what you yeah. have. And if you have pressure the next time around, so be it. That's a good thing. You're trying to better yourself as musicians. And yeah. I, I do want to applaud each of you here because each of you went. You don't just hit things with sticks, bro. You you did it with precision. And, and, and I noticed that on this album from songs like. <laughs> Never break your heart to Disco Days, which, by the way, I don't know why that song is not a single yet. Disco yeah. Days is my personal favorite on this album. The yeah. even the melody, even right now, I'm like thinking, I'm like playing, replaying it in my head. To you know, to shoulders, uh, to split salt, all the way to gasoline, mm. uh, which I mean, that was that was a very emotional song too. There were just you know so many hooks and memorable rips, the groovy bass lines and the creative drum drum patterns uh, that you made. You know, it was colorful. It was glorious can i even say that i, I mean it, it was quirky i mean the world of like indie rock and indie music can get a bit convoluted but this makes you guys stand out it was very retro and a dreamy feel uh and of course piano's vocals alongside christians i'm beautifully yeah. choreographed can i also say that like choreographed? yeah yeah because I, they, were, they both had chemistry and it felt mm-hmm. so natural because i also felt the chemistry between between you guys too as yeah. well aside from the vocalists 
And, you know, we mentioned the pressure, right? But you guys have set the bar pretty high here, bro. (laughs) (laughs) With the debut. You know how you watch a movie and you, you, you go back and watch that same movie and you catch something you missed the first time around, right? Right, and then you right. go back and watch it again, and you you miss that part. That's what I got with with this album because I kept going back and I was like, oh, man, that that part is. I mean, the section in disco <laughs> disco days that was. I mean, it was such a, such a great song. I think. I mean, that's out of all my like favorite oh, songs yeah. I've heard. This. I mean, such a. I mentioned it was a vibe. It was a vibe. Shoulders was also great too. Yeah, and I love um, and then the the last one, one, the last oh, one right. as well. I think cortisol, the last one. Yeah. Another yeah. great track, and that was that was a great way to uh, finish things off with this album. But man, uh, uh, walk me through this, Sam. I wonder how much did things change from when you first started composing on this album to where you ended up finishing it. Did a lot change in between? Did nothing change? Did you already have a specific sound from day one, or did it just evolve into what it is? Um, we had like a pretty big batch of songs that we'd been working on over the years. Um, so there were some, some parts of like song bodies there for a long time. Yeah. Um, some of the songs on the record, like didn't change a lot. It just needed to be like fine tuned and like really hashed out. Um, whether it was a couple lyric changes uh, or just some structural things like, uh, and then there were other songs on this record that were just like completely like born in the moment, real quick. Like, all right, love where this There's is going. A, like, I remember reading something about Christian having to go pee while the lights were out, and then yeah. and then <laughs> and then while that was happening, he was coming up with a lyric, and it, they, you guys just put that in the song at the yeah. like it was the last minute change. Things like that, bro. That's <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's it's really just whatever works, and at the end of the day, like we'll end up with you know, 30 songs uh, when we're getting ready to start really working on a record and yeah. we'll all sit down together and pick what our favorite, you know, 20 are and then our favorite 15. And then, you know, it's just a chopping block thing, but the, the other songs that don't make it doesn't mean that they're never going to be heard. It's just, they still need some more work compared to the ones that do Besides. make it. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> we've, we've got the material that's for sure. But um We'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's really good. Cool. By the way, this may be my favorite part of this interview, but you look like an angel with that light above your head right oh, now. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's like perfect. Do not move totally, to that spot. No, totally didn't do that on purpose. And and here's the thing, Sam. You're a drummer. Uh how is the composition of the songs different for you as opposed to the other members on the band? In, in other words, in what order do you come in on the final draft process of all this? And I'm talking production, so yeah. Um it varies song to song. Um, oftentimes, uh, I I personally like to wait until everything's done so I can like really have like a full roadmap of like, all right, well now I know what all four of them are gonna do, so I can pick like where I want to impact and like mm-hmm. where I want to sit back and let them not overcrowd the song and that kind of thing. But a lot of times it doesn't work out like that. Um, I guess historically that's not how songs are traditionally written although i don't know if there's a right way or a wrong way but <laughs> you do um, the drums you do the drums first right yeah try that next, honestly, try that, try that next time around just like here you guys i'm done yeah <laughs> it's like well now like that'd be I so crazy just, if you guys did that <laughs> it's it's 
it's a lot but uh yeah honestly like usually the, the bones are there i come up with like a, a drum part for it and then um we kind of fill in around so but it really does vary song to song um but yeah my preferences really come in on the tail end so i can know exactly right. where i want to push and pull but uh and uh, yeah. you did mention Eric Palmquist, by the way. Uh, we've done a yeah. lot of shout outs already. To shout out to producer Eric Palmquist, who's known for his yeah. work with Thrice, Bad Sons, and uh, uh, Mute Math. When I saw Mute Math, I'm mm -hmm. like, man, that is a throwback for me. But mm -hmm. the sound itself was a big part of this record that I really loved. Um, I'm an audiophile these days, Sam. So I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. But yeah. I'm sure there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you, knowing, yet, knowing that you had someone like Eric, because... Because uh, I read some of the stuff, like you had all this stuff, you guys had all this stuff, and you kind of just threw it at him. He's like, "All right, let's let's do it this way," you know. And yeah. I think, and not only that, because organizational skills. And speak, here's the thing: you mentioned right there, organizational skills, the flow of this album. That yeah. is what I want to also applaud Eric for. I, I think he had a big yeah. that because the the order of the songs it just flowed so well. It was like from one yeah. to the next, and there were a lot of twists and turns on this album, which is not an easy thing to do. You guys could just slap on a record, but it was so organized where if you guys if you guys just play that record top to bottom live, I mean, people are going to be crying, moshing, like just doing backflips and shit in the crowd. Like it's it's going to be great. So um, obviously, oh, yeah. if it's like a 10 year anniversary thing, we'll do another interview 10 years from now. Yeah, something, yeah. <laughs> something like but that. Wings but first. Wings first. Definitely wings first. That's the priority. But yeah, Eric, yeah. there was that comfortability because I feel like that also helped you guys focus on what you wanted to do it, yeah yeah and, and see, it's 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 not an easy thing to do to find a producer anyone out there to get the sound out there you know because yeah. it's important it's to hard. write it out it's another thing to get it out there to the crowd yeah you know so. and also just being able to like i mean at a minimum there's five of us at least one producer there's usually like an assistant producer so like you get six seven eight people in a room together creating in a environment that we want to be like super open ideas from everywhere like anything goes there's no one just like leading the charge saying it's got to be this or get the fuck out it's a very like open creative process but you put seven eight people in a room like if you don't have the right producer then it can get sludgy and like slow things down but eric was not that he's just like I don't know. Nothing but good things to say. He's awesome. Love I that guy. Like, I, I feel like you found the guy to make your record. So, um, yeah. Eric, if you're listening, keep doing your thing, bro. Now, Love you. <laughs> between writing and structuring songs and the production process, like we just talked about, you know, keep all this in mind as I'm asking this because now this may be more of a question for Christian and piano, but I, I would love to get your take on this, Sam, because mm -hmm. the lyricism throughout this album. I begin to think about the tangibles of a theme or a message to your music. You know, if there's one or there's multiple, yeah, there's a song like never break your heart. Right. Which is mm -hmm. a straight up. I love you song written by Christian. Yeah. And then yeah. you have a song like roots, which is uh, about a crazy stalker that, uh, what is it? Piano had, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, that's crazy. And then, yeah. and then you have a song like shoulders, which is longing for it, which is about longing for a connection. That's no longer there. I mean, that, yeah sits pretty well with me I've, I've been through all that you know that you know but how important are themes to you guys sam is that a big component to songwriting oh, for, yeah. for a band like my kid brother definitely um yeah there's there's always got to be 
a message, uh, a, a theme, a story, something behind it. Um, Christian, like I said earlier, is just like really lyrics driven. Like at, at its start, a lot of our songs start with something he wrote that doesn't have a melody or anything to it. It's just like almost, you, you could say poetry. Um, I think he would agree. It with is that. poetry. But yeah. Uh, but then it morphs from there. Um, a lot of the songs that we write are based off of um, either his upbringing or things that have happened to us even in the last five, six, seven years. Um, mm. But yeah, there, there's always some sort of like cohesive theme, not necessarily from top to bottom on the record. Um, I can't say that for sure. That, that would be a Christian question, but um, at least within a song, um, it's not just words that rhyme, you know, like sometimes you hear about bands that are just like, I've got a formula. I need this many syllables. I need this word to rhyme with this word and this, but like, it's not like that at all. And I don't think that's the norm for bands. I think most bands are more thoughtful than that, but um, yes, we do not do that. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Like what, what song do you resonate with the most on this album? If, if you have one. Yeah. Uh, I, love shoulders um piano wrote that one pretty much by herself if if not totally by herself so that's like her like here's piano um yeah and i love it i love paper houses um and when i say these it's, it's not necessarily song. like yeah it's not necessarily lyrically but like when i listen to music it's mostly like melody and beat in my head and then later after i've listened to the song like 20 times then i'll start like Oh, that's what they're singing about. But um, yeah, but leave uh, it to open interpretation. Also, you know, you mentioned that as well. Yeah, so, for sure. Do you ever fall in that trap where uh, this, I always ask my brother this, but I'll ask you. Oh, my kid brother, look at that. Um, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, do you ever fall in that trap where you go back and listen to a song that you finished that you finished, and you're like, you know what, I should have done it this way. <laughs> do you, oh ever, my God. you ever do that? And then, and then if you did you take it to the live stage and then you, you actually play it that way. How many times do you do that? Every time. <laughs> so, see, I love that. That's Every great time. because, because that, that it shows you're bettering yourself as a drummer. You know, when yeah. you hear when you hear that, it's like, yeah. you know, I wrote this song yesterday, but today I'm a better drummer because of that song. And I'm just going to yeah. keep building on that. You know, it's not, nah, it's, it's a, maybe a blessing, but definitely a curse. Um, so we'll call it a blessing and a curse, but like, I'm rarely satisfied with the work that I've done on a record. Like I'm not, not shitting on myself or anything like that, but like <laughs> I always want it to just keep growing and growing and growing and being better. So um, yeah, the live shows are where we all get to like really cut loose and just, um, I don't know, do what we thought of the next day or the next day or the next day and be like oh it might be fun to just throw that little fill in there and do something like that but you guys are just making me look forward to even more when you guys come here <laughs> and uh uh cut loose and it's it's really cool to see because um you know when you play something in the studio as opposed to playing something live it's like yeah it's a whole different form of art you know when you're on stage and it's just yeah I don't know. I feel like it's like we're we're going down this like it's like it's like a mind thing right now, mental thing as we're going down this <laughs> uh, rabbit hole. But 
I know we've we've covered a good amount of the ground on this awesome interview, bro. I mean, thank you for sh uh, sharing so much about who you are and what my kid brother is all about. I know you like from where you started to where you guys are now in, in just a couple of years, man. And the touring for as long as you have and the growing fan base, yeah, the people you have met and work with during this debut album, which I can't wait for people to hear. October seventh cannot come fast enough, which is five days right before my birthday, so it's perfect. I would love to see that, you know, you guys are not only representing like Leesburg and the indie community, but also making a statement with this debut. I'm excited to see where you guys go from here. This is definitely something that you have a passion for. And the truth is, is what I'm seeing. You may be at the starting line, but you've experienced plenty already in your careers, man. Yeah. And, you know, you know, and yeah. then some, I, the, the bucket list thing, like, no joke like and we talk about this as a band all the time like we've we've gotten to do way more than any of us thought we ever would and that's before we put out the debut record which is i don't know like uh my family's a lot of musicians like career yeah. musicians and, um yeah i we all feel incredibly fortunate to have done if it stopped today which it's not but if it stopped today we would all be like, that was fucking cool. Like we, we did a lot, <laughs> uh, a lot more than I ever thought I would as like, you know, middle it's, school, it's, high school kids starting to play drums. So it's going to be cool looking, looking back on this, you know, f two or three albums from now, you're going to look back on, you know, this debut album and you're going to, and you know, I was, I was talking about the, like the drum patterns, right? You can be like, man, I really play like that. You're a way better drummer. You know, you, you, you somehow you're <laughs> somehow one of the top drummers in the world, which won't surprise <laughs> me at all. Uh, two or two or three, two or three albums from now. That's a cool thing to look at too. When you look back on things that you did in the past, the progression almost almost to the point where for me, this is my personal experience. I would like cringe at it. It's like, oh god, I really I did that. And then somebody, yeah. like, no, 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 that was great. You did great. You know, <laughs> that's, just, that's, Every, that's everybody's their own harshest critic. But like you said, it's kind of healthy. Like it pushes you. Um, as long as you're not too hard on yourself, like. The drive is really healthy. Like if, if you're completely satisfied with what you're doing, then you're probably not definitely, but you probably won't work as yeah. hard to get better. I don't so. think I can ever be completely satisfied because that that's a good thing. You just want to keep no. keep going, man. That's that's what yeah. life is all about. Sam, you mentioned all everything you just told me. Have your aspirations as as a music artist or hell, just a human being, have they changed or evolved since when you first started? performing in the industry like you see things differently today yeah yeah definitely um it's it's been i've been super fortunate i mean we've been a band six years and i moved to leesburg like a year and a half before the band mm -hmm. started so i moved to this area boom i'm in a band that is doing really cool stuff and um i've met all kinds of really amazing people here uh, i got engaged this year uh congrats bro thanks man uh i i don't know like knock on wood whatever all the wood all the wood, yeah, this is all the wood. But, uh, okay yeah that's what uh, there we go i got wood done here yeah <laughs> Especially like, my lamp like, is not wood okay <laughs> you've got a wooden lamp over there i got a, I got a wooden like desk down here that i just kind of just stowed away that, that'll work that's I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm doing my part all right yeah thank you thank you for the wood knocking support <laughs> uh but yeah no uh, musically personally professionally like um 
I don't know. It's it's a grind. Like it it's taken like some hard fucking work over the years. But uh, yeah, very very happy. Very very happy. I so. I think I think it's it's really cool because also the more successful you are, I think it's also easy to lose track of yourself. You know, uh, mm-hmm. as you keep going up the ladder, and sometimes it's important to kind of just push everything away for a moment and kind of just revalue yourself. Look at things from yeah. the outside. And then yeah. go back into it with a refocused perspective. You know, at, at least I've done that. And I think it's, I think you guys are doing that. You know, there's a definitely a level of humbleness and humility, but also uh, a feeling of, you know, satisfaction also to, to a certain level where you can yeah. be appreciative of the work you put out. I know I am. So um, there are a lot of friends of mine who would love this record and uh, who are definitely in you know, the indie community. They have no idea. What's I can't wait for them to hear it. What's about to drop? <laughs> what's about to drop on them next month? But uh, man, uh, thank you for the bottom of my heart, Sam. We're approaching the last part of this interview. It's not even an interview at this point, but I'm gonna I'm, we're gonna do that surprise it. I talked to you about. You were okay. waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> I you were waiting for that in until... the back of your head. Okay, 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 good. good. I totally forgot. Like, that's, oh, wait, that's okay. All right, <laughs> this will take like maybe two minutes. I'm gonna do something called the lightning round. That was funny. Was that a siren at the end? That was that yeah. was so funny. I'm gonna go down the list here. <laughs> Lightning <I'm>, round. <laughs> that was perfect, dude. We actually have a sound bit that we put on here. We may actually just do sirens instead. That was pretty funny. That's awesome. Um, I'm gonna go down the list. You just have to think quick on your feet. You have to pick one or the other. Okay. Okay. Ready? Oh, oh wow! Look yeah. at that. I'm, I'm sweating it. Here we go. Um, what's the capital of Virginia? Norfolk. Okay, I actually didn't know that. That was a test question. Green or blue? Green. Vegan or meat? meat coffee or tea coffee hell yeah cats or dogs 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 star wars or harry potter star wars oh good job good job all right uh <laughs> mexican food or italian food oh god mexican food <laughs> i'm gonna get mexican food after this by the way i had italian food yesterday climb a hell mountain yeah. or jump from a plane climb a mountain horrified heights climb a mountain uh a country or hip-hop hip-hop if you were to spend one day in the world of the last video game you played, where would you be and would you survive? Yes. Uh, on a <laughs> soccer field in like Liverpool. Or okay. I was like, what? <laughs> that would be funny if you said yes and then you said something like Elden Ring or Skyrim. I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> All right. Halloween or Christmas? Halloween. Hell yeah. Uh, L.A. or New York? Man, that's tough. New York. Okay, would know. you rather be able to move things with your mind or know the future? Move things with my mind. Yeah, know the future. No, I don't want to do know the future. Yeah, somebody somebody the answered future. that. I was like, what? Really? If Freddy yeah. Krueger offered to buy you a beer, would you accept? To face my fears because he was the scariest thing to me when I was a kid. Yes. <laughs> would you? Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals. Talk to animals for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've had I've had people who say, um, "Yeah, I can talk to my dogs or cats." So, yeah, I'll speak every <laughs> language in the world, so I'm good. So, why wouldn't yeah. you want to know what a bear is thinking? Yeah, you know, in the it's... middle of like the forest when I don't absolutely, know, who knows? You know, they could be the Deep... most intelligent creatures. They are the most intelligent creatures, actually. So, deep thoughts with bears. Yeah, even like sea creatures. If we if we were to, I mean. Like the ocean, you know how smart yeah. dolphins are. Jesus! Oh Christ. my God! Yeah, they're the <laughs> shit right. that like deep sea octopi have seen at the like Mariana Trench in the ocean. Like, that's man, crazy. you see what I'm I saying? Know, 
Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Now we're talking. All right. Last one. There's a time machine in front of you, Sam. It says the destination is your first concert you've ever attended. Where are you? And what do you remember the most about this day? And do you take the trip? <laughs> first real concert uh, would be Weezer, the Kaiser Chiefs, and Ben Folds. Wow. In that's Nashville? Your first, that's your, dude, I was just in Nashville like three days ago also. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I might be mixing them up because I've seen Weezer and Ben Folds a lot. I went through like a big phase for both of them. I feel, um, I feel like they would, I mean, as far as like tours, they would be together a lot on the bill, I feel like, right? So, yeah. On that same, on that same uh, tour. You know what? <laughs> I'm wrong. It was the fray before they put out that whatever song. And then Ben Folds and then Weezer in Nashville. And yes, I would go back. I would see them again. Have a beer with your younger self. Just don't yep. tell anybody to give yourself a beer. But yep. that's cool. Man. That, man, talk about a first concert. That's Do you still have like the ticket stuff and like photos? I don't know if you're sending I think them, I do. Like, a person I... like me. I keep stuff like that. So <laughs> I try to, but I'm also a very sloppy person. So I've probably lost. Yeah. It, but Same could here. be something. I've been coming more sloppy or so, but yeah, I, I keep things like that. But uh, yeah. bro, uh, this has been awesome, man. Uh, again, do you have any last words, just any shout outs, anything like to plug in or mention as far as my kid brother, new album, maybe new music video or something like that? Whatever you can, I cannot say. Keep an eye out. Uh, yeah, very soon. I mean, the full thing coming out October 7th, but you might see a couple things get maybe. dropped before then. Um, so just Follow us on all the things that people get followed on, and uh, you'll see some some cool things. I hope. And then that tour with the Dangerous Summer, I think that kicks off in what a I know week? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Sorry. You're you're fine, bro. <laughs> uh, I was gonna the Dangerous Summer. Trump. I was gonna ask that yeah. that kicks off in a couple weeks. I think uh, I, I think that's the cue for Sam Sam to go at, at right now. So he's he's, he's about good. to he's about to finish up his drink now. So um uh Sam, I'm at, thank I'm you. At thank the, you. Old, the old day job and uh I didn't lock the office door, so it's all good. It happens. <laughs> but uh, man, thank you from the bottom of my heart, bro. Much love, nothing but the best for you and the crew at Mike and Brother going forward. Um everyone who's listening, this is Sam Athenis. Happy, mad, weird, sad. Again, say that five times really fast. Drops October seventh <laughs> on Fearless Records, uh, bro. Hey, let's stay in touch on the social, Sam. I'll yes. give you a follow, man. Uh, I'll let you know when this episode drops. It'll air around the world, and you can share with all the fans. We'll probably release it around the time, right around record drop time. That way, you can just let uh, let everybody hear it. This has been a yeah. great conversation. I'm sure they'll love hearing everything about this band going forward. They they need to. People need to hear about you guys. And so. um, also, all the listeners out there, do me and Sam a favor. Buy the record because the bands can't do it without your help. I'm old-fashioned. I still buy records that sit in the corner of my room. We didn't talk yes. movies, but I have a huge movie library on the other side. So, Hell yeah. So if we really got to talk more about movies. When we come to Dallas, we're going to come hang out. We'll talk movies. It's going to be good. Eat wings, spicy food. And and side note, I went to film school for three years, so you're talking to the right person here. So we have, we have a lot to discuss. Hell yeah, man. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Part two will be coming up. We have to, we have to bring you guys back. Yeah. Um, We're going to have some good conversations with them. <laughs> yeah, but Sam, uh, have a great release, man. Have a great week. Um, I, Like I said, let's stay in touch. And I'll see you next time, brother. Sounds good. Thanks, Sonny. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.